Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This is the first story of the third season of Magic Woods, and it's called Under the Dark Early Tree. And it's about when Kitty and the first doggy first came to yesterday's macaroni and first met Bunny. In the middle of the longest night of the year, when everyone was still sound asleep, a new animal appeared in yesterday's macaroni. And she knew three things about herself right away. She knew that she was a cat. She knew her name was Kitty Karate. And she knew that she was a hero. Maybe even a superhero. Someone who would save the world one day. She just knew it. She soon realized that she knew some other things as well. She was under something called a tree. The blinking things in the tree were called lights. And while she didn't know what the glass balls hanging from the branches were called, she did know they would be fun to knock down and play with. But she also knew, somehow, that she wasn't supposed to be awake yet. So she just stayed where she was under the tree and waited for morning to start playing and being a hero. For a long, long time, she simply watched the blinking lights and shifting shadows in the branches above her head. She felt warm and peaceful and content. Her life's purpose was clear. All she could hear was her own purring and the crackle of embers in the town fireplace. All she knew was happiness. But at last she grew weary, so she turned over to go to sleep and came face to face with another animal who had just appeared, a cute little puppy. And the puppy said, hello. And Kitty was so startled that her hair stood on end and she jumped straight up into the air. She hit a tree branch and knocked a bunch of pine needles to the ground. And then one of the glass balls fell off the branch and hit the floor and went. And the puppy said, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Kitty's fur was still standing on end, and she looked all bristly, but she said, Oh, I wasn't scared. She held out her paw and said, I'm Kitty Karate, hero. Oh, the puppy said, Nice to meet you, and he shook Kitty's paw, and he said, I'm not a hero, and my name is Doggy Cornelius Munchabunch the second. Kitty said, Wait a minute, what do you mean the second? Who was the first? Doggy said, I don't know, I just know that's my name. Suddenly, they heard a scary sound coming from the darkness on the other side of the room. A cold reptilian hiss. Doggy went, oh, what was that? I hope it wasn't some sort of subterranean creature that has rabies and is part brontosaurus and part vacuum cleaner. Kitty said, um, I doubt it. She peered into the darkness. She saw something moving out there. Something long and thick that slithered through the shadows. She said, it's a giant snake. She sounded excited, but also a little bit scared. Doggy said, oh, we need to hide. Kitty said, yeah, quick, let's climb up into the tree. So they quietly started climbing up into the tree. They were about halfway to the top when Doggy said, oh, wait a minute, I forgot dogs can't climb. Oh, and he let go of the branches and started to fall. But Kitty grabbed him and said, what are you talking about? You did climb. How do you think you got up here? He said, I don't know. And Kitty helped him onto a branch and said, shh, be very quiet. The snake slithered to a stop right below them at the foot of the tree. They could see it was an ancient beast, all wrinkled and dusty. It looked like it had once been a bright color, perhaps pink, that had faded over the years. 
and there was a fuzzy gray lump on each side of its weathered face. Kitty couldn't tell if the lumps were eyes or sideburns, or perhaps a mysterious combination of both. The serpent inspected the broken ornament a moment, and then it peered up into the tree, tasting the air with its forked tongue, as if searching for prey. Kitty and Doggy stayed very, very still, and at long last the snake yawned and lowered its head and slithered back into the darkness. Doggy said, oh, phew, I almost peed my pants, I was so scared. Kitty said, um, you're not wearing pants. Oh, yeah. Kitty flexed her muscles and said, well, I bet that snake's a bad guy, and I'm a hero, so I'm probably going to have to fight him in an epic battle someday. Doggy said, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Kitty said, eh, it's no big deal. That's just what heroes do. Are you going to go fight him right now? Kitty went, ah, nah, I'll save the battle for another day. Maybe we can just stay up here in the tree for tonight. Doggy said, fine with me. I'll just forget that I don't know how to climb. So they played up in the tree together, and they pretended the tree was their home and that each branch was a different room. They became great friends that night, playing their quiet tree games together. For the rest of her life, that remained one of Kitty's most cherished memories. And then Doggy found a strange ornament near the top of the tree, a drum, a real drum, just his size, and he went, ooh, and he banged out a rhythm. Kitty went, what are you doing? Doggy said, sorry, I couldn't help myself. Lights came on in every room of the mountain. The whole town was awake. Doggy said, oh no, we're going to get in trouble. Kitty said, shh, I'll protect you, just stay quiet. They watched as a crowd of sleepy animals shuffled into the room. The animals looked around warily, trying to figure out what all the commotion had been about. And luckily, none of them came over to the tree. Doggy said, phew. But then a rabbit started hopping their way. And Doggy said, oh no, rabbits have good eyesight and good ears. We're going to get discovered and get in trouble. Kitty said, shh, just stay very, very quiet. The rabbit hopped over to the tree and looked at the broken ornament. Then she peered up into the branches. She couldn't see Kitty and Doggy, for they kept very still. But they could see her. She had a kind, gentle face and bright blue eyes. Kitty said, she's, she's beautiful. And I feel like I've known her forever somehow. I think we're destined to fall in love and get married someday. I don't know how I know that. I just do. (laughs) Doggy got a tickle in his nose and said, I think I'm developing an allergy to something. Kitty said, I think I'm falling in love. Doggy tried to hold in his sneeze, but it exploded out of him. (laughs) He sneezed so hard that the tree started to tip over. Whoa! Ah! The rabbit and all the animals on the floor ran for cover. Somebody said, we're under attack! Kitty and Doggy held tight as the tree crashed to the ground. Whoa, 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 whoa! At least a dozen ornaments shattered. And the blinking lights went dark. The crowd watched anxiously as Kitty and Doggy clambered out from the tangle of branches. Kitty waved at everyone and said, Ah, sorry about your tree, but don't worry, I'm a hero. The giant snake reappeared, emerging from the shadows by the fireplace. Kitty assumed a fighting stance. Look out, everyone, I'll protect you from this ancient wrinkled beast. Everyone just stared at her. 
And then the rabbit smiled and said, Oh, um, don't worry, little karate kitten. That's just Mr. Constrictor. He's one of the town elders. The old serpent raised his head and glared down at Kitty and Doggy. And he said, What in the name of tarnation are you two whippersnappers doing? Up before dawn? Knocking over the dark early tree? Kitty said, Sorry, it was an accident. The snake frowned at Doggy and said, Wait a minute, haven't I seen you around here before? Doggy said, No, Mr. Creepy Snake, sir. I just appeared a little while ago. The snake muttered something under his breath. And then he turned to a crimson ape clad in valentine overalls. And he said, Well, love ape, might as well grab the infinity orb. The ape nodded solemnly and rushed from the scene. Doggy said, What's an infinity orb? Does it hurt? No, said the rabbit, it doesn't hurt. It's just a mystical ball that answers questions. The town elders use it whenever a new animal appears in town. Why? To make sure they're not the party pooper. Kitty said, what's the party pooper? The rabbit said, that's our name for the mysterious animal who's destined to destroy magic woods one day. It's mentioned in an ancient prophecy. She took a deep breath and recited the prophecy. Who will bring the long sleep down? Who will cause the spells to fade? Who will let the outside in and force our world to be unmade? An animal from Mountain Yellow, whose points shall number 24, will start this world unraveling near Tower that is there no more. Doggy said, that's pretty, but what does it mean? The rabbit said, nobody knows for sure. All we know is that a world-destroying animal is going to come here one day, and we call them the party pooper. Kitty said, aha, a supervillain. I bet I'm going to be the one to defeat this party pooper. The rabbit said, that'd be nice. And then she held out her paw and said, my name's Bunny, in case you couldn't guess, Bunny Rainflower. Kitty shook her paw and bowed and said, you're really, really, really beautiful, Miss Bunny Rainflower. Oh, If rabbits could blush, Bunny would have blushed deeply. Um, uh, thank you? Doggy sniffled and held back a sneeze, and he said, I'm Doggy, or Doggy Cornelius Munchabunch II for short. Bunny said, nice to meet you. And then she looked around the room and spread her arms wide and said, Welcome to yesterday's macaroni. Kitty said, what's yesterday's macaroni? Bunny said, that's the name of this mountain we're inside. We're inside a mountain? Yes. Kitty said, cool. Ooh, what's outside the mountain? Um, (laughs) never mind about that right now, said Bunny. But come on, I'll give you a tour of the inside. Okay. So they followed Bunny past little stores and houses. She said, the first thing you need to know about this place is all kinds of weird and magical things happen here all the time. Kitty said, awesome. Doggy said, what do you all do for fun? Bunny said, well, I like to paint and sing and play the piano. I was hoping to form a band someday. Doggy said, Oh, I'd love to be in a band. I can play the drums. Kitty said, And I can play the guitar. She frowned. I don't know how I know that. I just do. Bunny nodded sagely. That's just how it is around here. And she said, Maybe the three of us can form a band. Doggy said, Yay! Kitty said, Yeah, great idea. Now let's go have some adventures. Are there any bad guys around? Bunny said, mm, not really, not inside the mountain. Kitty said, well, what about outside the mountain? 
Outside is a place called Magic Woods, said Bunny. But we aren't allowed out there. Kitty said, why not? Because it's dangerous, said Mr. Constrictor. He had snuck up right behind them, and Doggy went, ah! and he tried to hide behind Kitty. And Kitty stood tall and faced the ancient python and said, What's so dangerous about Magic Woods, Mr. Constrictor? Only everything. Now let's go. It's time for the Infinity Orb. They returned to the main room. The dark early tree was back up and the lights were blinking again. And a sleepy-looking mouse swept up the last of the pine needles and broken ornaments. Shh, shh, shh. The crimson ape in the valentine overalls silently stepped forward, cradling a black orb in his arms. The orb was smooth and unadorned, aside from an infinity symbol on one side and a small round window on the other. Mr. Constrictor and four other animals arranged themselves in a semicircle beside Love Ape. There was a wizened monkey with a rubbery face, an ancient pig half-buried in a compost pile, a naked hippo with three belly buttons, and a grim-faced jungle cat in old-fashioned kitty karate clothes. Bunny whispered to Kitty, she said, Those are the town elders, also known as the Supreme Seven. Kitty said, Um, there's only six of them. Bunny said, Yeah, one got killed by the pumpkin. Kitty said, By the what? Stop your whispering, said Mr. Constrictor. Then he looked at Love Ape and said, All right, no more dilly-dallying. Ask the question. The ape faced Doggy and shook the orb, and he said, O oh, great and all-knowing infinity orb, is this adorable little puppy destined to destroy the world? Slowly, an answer formed in the murky little window. Are you crazy? Of course not, is what it said. And the crowd went, phew! And then Love Ape faced Kitty and said, O oh, great and all-knowing infinity orb, is this cute little kitten destined to destroy the world? Kitty rolled her eyes and went, obviously not. But all at once, a different answer appeared. One devastatingly simple word. Yes. <gasps> the room fell silent. And then Doggy scratched his head and looked at Kitty and said, Oh, so does this mean you have to battle yourself or what? Mr. Constrictor's sideburns bristled. Seaweed and sassafras! It's the party pooper! The doggone party pooper! Come at last to destroy us all! And the crowd began to panic. Ah! And animals ran to and fro with their eyes full of fear. Help! We're under attack! The party pooper's here! Help! And Kitty said, but, but no, but I'm a hero. And suddenly Mr. Constrictor lunged forward and coiled himself around Kitty. Before she even had a chance to defend herself. And the old snake squeezed as hard as he could, trying to crush the life out of her. Doggy said, hey, leave my friend alone. And the old snake squeezed harder. He said, we need to destroy her before she destroys all of us. Bunny said, but she hasn't done anything wrong. Mr. Constrictor said, yet. Kitty went, she couldn't speak. She couldn't move. She couldn't breathe. She could feel her life slipping away. But suddenly a voice yelled, Stop! And Mr. Constrictor immediately let go of Kitty, his coils falling away limply like, like, uh, well, rather like strands of yesterday's macaroni. Doggy and Bunny ran to Kitty's side and said, Are you okay? <sighs> Kitty said, Yes, I'm fine. And she glared at Mr. Constrictor. For a second, flickers of orange light flashed in her eyes. Then the moment was gone, and she turned her attention instead to the two giants who had just entered the room. 
Well, they weren't really giants. They were just five-year-old human kids in pajamas. But they looked as big as giants to the animals. Bunny said to Kitty, That's Jeffrey and Jennifer, the twins who take care of us. They are the real rulers of yesterday's macaroni. And Mr. Constrictor looked up at the twins and said, That cat is the party pooper. The infinity orb said so. Jennifer said, This cute little kitten here, really? Yes. Now let's flush the darn thing down the toilet before she can destroy us. Kitty said, I'm not going to destroy anything. And then the naked hippo stepped forward and said, But she will destroy the world someday. So says the prophecy. And a crazy-eyed hedgehog said, Yeah, listen to Pooh McDoo. we got to destroy the party pooper now while she's weak. Kitty said, I am not weak. Bunny took a step forward and looked up at Jennifer and said, Please, Kitty's really nice. We can't punish someone for something they haven't done. Jeffrey and Jennifer looked at each other. It was kind of like they were communicating without talking. Maybe they were. I don't know. They were twins, after all. And after a moment, they nodded and smiled, and Jennifer said, You're right, Bunny Rainflower. It would be wrong to punish someone for something they haven't done. Mr. Constrictor's mouth dropped open. What? Jeffrey said, Animals of yesterday's macaroni, we have decided. The party pooper will stay. And as long as she behaves, we will treat her with respect and kindness. Kitty said, And my name is Kitty Karate, everyone, not Party Pooper. Jennifer said, Okay, Kitty Karate. And Kitty said, And I'm a hero. But then she wished she hadn't said that because a bunch of animals snickered and rolled their eyes. <clears throat> mm. Mr. Constrictor said, We will rule this day. Mark my words. And he slithered away. Jeffrey said, Okay, everyone, back to bed. We'll see you all in the morning. So the tired animals trundled back to their rooms, and they glowered at Kitty and whispered darkly to each other as they walked away. Mm. Kitty slumped down under the dark early tree. She said, I thought I was going to be a famous superhero with lots of friends, but now apparently I'm a party-pooping supervillain who's going to destroy the world, and nobody likes me. Doggy wagged his tail and said, Oh, well, I like you. Bunny said, I like you too, Kitty. I'll be your friend. <gasps> Kitty felt hope stirring in her heart. She looked into Bunny's bright blue eyes. But, but aren't you afraid I'm going to destroy the world one day? Bunny shook her head slowly. I don't care what any ancient prophecies say. I believe that we make our own futures. She smiled again. And whatever happens... Whatever you might do someday, I have a feeling that it will turn out all right in the end. Kitty said, but but how do you know? Bunny said, mm, you just have to believe, that's all. And then she kissed Kitty on the cheek. And Doggy went, and sneezed all over them. Kitty went, ew. Bunny said, ugh. Doggy said, sorry. Oh, but now I think I know what I'm allergic to. What? Love. Kitty and Bunny laughed. But that actually turned out to be true. So that's the story about when Kitty first came to Magic Woods and how she met Doggy and Bunny. And for a while, some of the other animals were scared of her and thought she was dangerous. But Kitty worked hard to get everyone to like her. And then she defeated the pumpkin of Magic Woods in his space crystal form and became a huge hero. And after that, she became a famous adventurer and a popular rock and roll star and a 10-time oddball champion. The animals of yesterday's macaroni grew to love her, 
And in time, almost everyone forgot all about that pesky party pooper prophecy. But that doesn't mean the prophecy wasn't true. Well, that's the end of the story Under the Dark Early Tree. The next story takes place a lot later, well after the events of Season 2, and it's called Chippy versus the Pumpkin. Goodbye.